This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Sorry to bother you from watching a cat video of uh, a ginger cat trying to sneak its way into a fish, empty fish bowl for a sleep. Um, <laughs> connect with Alma Pollard, Executive Director of the Green Times, Eco Consultant and Coach. Alma Pollard, good morning. We love animals. Even if you've got pets in your home or not, something about watching an animal do something funny, we all just want to see it over and over again. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, now I, I saw that video as well. It's unbelievable, this little dog. And yeah, apparently the, the most popular of all um, videos online are cat videos, interestingly enough. People are completely cat mad on the planet at the moment, <laughs> but if, it seems animals in general. Yeah, yeah, even if you don't like cats for some reason, you're still fascinated by what these things get up to. I mean, you can watch a cat trying to do something with a cardboard box and the next thing you know, half an hour has passed. Yeah, absolutely. I just had to put my old lady in the uh, locker in another room because she was talking to me here while I'm trying to talk to you. So <laughs> You know how it goes. She doesn't That's... understand about radio, you know. No, the cats want attention when they want it, how they want it. I mean, who are we to boss them around? Absolutely. Now, and now she's very old, so she's deaf, which means she's very loud. She can't hear how loud she is. <laughs> how we do love our pets. I mean, we couldn't imagine life without them. They're like our family members. Absolutely. Yeah. Very important people here. Yeah, and you'll find some fascinating uh, stories about animals and the ones that really matter. And you'll find that on thegreentimes.co.za. Today, not an animal story, but one about legal action over hydrogen sulfide pollution in Johannesburg. Big story. I'm going to start asking you this question, Alma, from reading through the story and posting it and writing. Um, what yeah. effect does something like hydrogen sulfide have on people that makes it so dangerous? Well, hydrogen sulfide is a is a known toxic pollutant. You know, that's the smell of rotten eggs. Ah. It's a known eye and lung irritant. Um, exposure to high concentrations leads to health effects, also death, um, respiratory, ocular, neurological, cardiovascular, metabolic, and reproductive effects. So people really get very, very sick from it and die from it and, and lead miserable lives, incurable diseases. So it's a, it's a terrible to a toxic pollutant. So it starts off the story by telling us that somebody said the levels are okay and you can continue going about your business, but grateful for organizations that step up and say, hang on a moment, this isn't right. Yeah, well, the problem is, you know, uh, the interesting thing here also for me that I discovered was that nine out of 10 people on the planet nowadays breathe in polluted air. And this kills 7 million people per year on the planet. So polluted air is a big issue. And which part of South Africa is the most polluted? The Vald Triangle. Oh my and this is where this company is that we're talking about. So, um, yeah, this is the story about, you know, South Africa has minimum emission standards that were uh, published in 2015. And then there were more strict, stricter standards, the new standards published in 2020. And this is an attempt to protect the people who live in the areas of these industries, you know, mm -hmm. this industrial area. However, there's one company called um, ArcelorMittal South Africa called AMSA, abbreviated. They got permission to um, emit much, much, much higher levels. And this has been a problem for a very long time. So now the um, 
Val Environmental Justice Network and Groundwork, um, um, re represented by the Center for Environmental Rights, uh, have launched an application to the North Harting High Court to have these, this permission set aside. Mm. So they're taking to court the Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and, uh, and Fisheries and Environment and the National Air Quality Officer to, um, to have these, this permission that they gave them long ago um, set aside and to ask comply to standards. So apparently, according to them, according to the law, postponement of compliance against the 2015 standards is prohibited. So now the history behind this is that they did try, there's such a thing as abatement measures mm -hmm. that the company that emits too much can implement. And they tried to implement something like that in 2050, 2010, they installed these, this equipment, which only worked for a few months and then failed. And then it was still not operational by 2018 when there were criminal proceedings against them and, and the environmental officer pleaded guilty and was fined. Yet by 2022, they themselves admitted that the equipment is still not operational. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially they are getting away with murder. This is really criminal um, to the poor people who happen to be have to live in the area and are, are vulnerable. And you know, this this massive giant that they that they struggle to fight against. So now they're saying. Um, that the decision was uh, unlawful and it was also um, anti the constitutional right to a healthy environment because, you know, we all have the, the right to a healthy environment. So the big question here, though, is the, the companies need to continue doing what they're doing, they, the, the service that they're providing, the products they're providing, the work that they're providing. But you're saying from the fact that they are uh, there's abatement equipment that can be used to minimize the amount of uh, sulfur or hydrogen sulfide in the environment. So uh, we've got to look at what's practical here. Um, there's court cases and there's the like, but something obviously must be done to lower those Absolutely. emissions. I mean, that's that's the key here. I mean, the court cases are important and justice is important, but the companies are going to continue to work. So something needs to be done to stop the levels. Yeah, so I think one must say rather than but, because if you say but, then you then you then you uh, you know discount everything you said before the but. So yeah. it must be done, and and also um, people in a, in a, in the area must be considered mm. because you cannot emit uh, toxic fumes um, and and subject people innocent people to that, even though they obviously work in the area. And so there, there's, there's stuff that they can do. Something that I came across was quite interesting because this is steel, steel making industries. Mm. Um, is that you now get such a thing as green steel. Oh. So this, I think, would long term be what they need to switch to because the, the main cause of the pollution, as far as I understand, is that they burn um, coal. Yeah. And you know, coal gives off this um, this this toxic um, SO2, S, um, uh, H2S, um, and SO2 actually. Um, so they they would probably have to. I mean, in line with climate change now as well, you can now imagine all of this. Um, they would have to consider, and they're probably busy. I would assume at this point, just because how I've seen people do know what they're doing wrong, and and they should be switching to green steel, which is 
just that they change um, the source of the energy that they use. Because you can imagine the amount of energy that they use to to melt, to, to create all the steel. It's yeah. massive, massive furnaces. But this energy can be generated via clean energy. So it can be done via wind, solar, etc. And then you can imagine the the incredible positive effect it will have on the emissions as well. So there's there's the abatement equipment and there's the source of your power. There's always something that can be done and that they should be forced to do the right thing now. Yeah, particularly these massive companies that play such a huge role in South Africa's economy and GDP um, need to start being shifting over. It's everyone's responsibility. Maybe we're already years behind where we should be right now, Elmer, in the likes of green steel. We are steel. very, very <laughs> a lot far behind. So we, we've known about these these toxic things for, for decades. So, yeah, now you leave it to very late, then it becomes a crisis. So it is a dilemma. We understand the difficulty in that, but we can't just let them continue to emit as much as they like and sacrifice people. I mean, if you if you look at this quote here at, at the end of the story, after all these years, the Val Triangle is still being treated like a sacrifice zone, mm. where those unfortunate who have to live there are subjected to pollution which kills, injures, and destroys lives. The area was declared a priority area in 2006, yet we are still breathing deadly air with very little recourse for the protection of our constitutional rights. So yeah, it's it's injustice, and um, it would be interesting to watch this case. Yeah, to see how it pans out. You find these kinds of stories and a whole lot more on thegreentimes.co.za. It's a trusted source of for all the um, any news. It's called here, and you can read it for yourself. South Africa's green news portal since 2009, and I'm speaking to its executive director and eco consultant and coach, an all round lovely lady. Her name is Alma Pollard. Alma, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Brad. Have an awesome green day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.